there! We are talking about something that affects so many people, but that nobody wants to talk about. Pornography. Speaking to individuals trying to stop looking at porn, and to spouses looking for support. This is Danny and Lindsay Pullman, a married couple who have been through this together. We're sharing a mix of our personal experiences, our experience as certified life coaches, and other empowering ideas. We hope this can help you on your journey. Enjoy! solo today just me danny and uh i'm just gonna dive right in because this is something that's been coming up a lot with my clients lately and it's something that's been so helpful for me myself as well um really for not just for porn stuff but for any type of uh intentional growth or thought work or just learning to manage my mind and interact with my feelings in a more useful productive way Right? It's just a really important and powerful topic to bring up. So let's talk about it, right? A lot of us have learned to approach porn in this way, right? Where basically we say it's not okay to look at porn, right? That's not okay. (laughs) Shouldn't do it, right? It's bad. It's bad to do it. And I get it. I get why we do it, right? Why do we do it? Because We're trying not to do it, right? Or we're trying to get other people to not do it who we don't want to be doing it, right? And we just want to let it be known. Like, hey, I'm not okay with this thing or this behavior continuing, right? So it seems to make a lot of sense, right? Pretty straightforward, isn't it? Isn't it? But then let's talk about this, right? Because, I mean, how else do we do this? We do it with words like good and bad or should and shouldn't, right? That's something that shouldn't happen um, or it's just a bad thing or, yeah. There are a lot of different ways we do this. And it, But here's the thing. If it is not okay for something to exist, then how do you do anything about it? Right? Like, if it isn't okay for a part of you or your life or your desire to exist, I mean, number one, it feels terrible for this part of us to just not be okay to exist, right? This part of our past, part of choices we've made, it feels terrible. Like, it is, it sh- this should not exist. This part of me shouldn't exist, right? It feels really bad. And number two, we, we feel the need then to like hide it. Um, that's where some of the secrecy and the shame and the lying comes into play, right? Because if it shouldn't exist, if it shouldn't be a thing, then we should probably hide it, right? And number three, probably most importantly, is we, we're more likely to stay stuck. If it's not okay for something to exist, you can't do anything useful about it. And you're more likely to stay stuck, to continue engaging in the same exact patterns, same exact types of choices and behavior. Okay, so here's an example. Imagine that someone wanted to learn to ride a bike and they said, yeah, I want to learn to ride a bike, but I don't think that falling should be part of riding a bike, (laughs) right? I, I don't think that should be a part of it. But then anyone who knows anything about learning to ride a bike knows that falling is just for sure a part of it. You cannot get around falling. (laughs) It's going to happen at some point 
along the way. There's just no way around it, right? So if we have this idea that falling shouldn't be a part of this process, if you think that it's going to be a part of the process, then... Um, and you think it shouldn't be, then you're either not going to even try to learn the, to ride the bike, right? Or as soon as you fall, you're going to be like, oh, no, I didn't sign up for this. I'm done. I'm not going any further with learning to ride a bike, right? So you can see how it can really get in the way of learning a new skill or a new pattern or a new anything, right? Okay, so that's one example. Um, another example is, and I'm going to tell you after the example, how we can bring this home and relate it to uh, what it has to do with changing habits with porn or really changing any pattern in your marriage, in your personal life that you're wanting to change. This is so important for anything that you're looking at changing in your life, okay? Um, another example is sexual abuse, right? When we think of a victim of sexual abuse, the common reaction that people have when victims come and share their story is that they don't believe them. And they think that they're overreacting or they're maybe over-dramatizing, making it bigger than it needs to be, right? Or they just can't even have a conversation about it, right? It's, it's like there's no room in their brain for it especially when this happens like in families this is uh what the reactions are a lot of times right and and then here you've got this this victim who like of all the people that could use some support and help it might be them in that moment and yet people are like no no i know someone who they got raped by their cousin and they told their grandma and uh and grandma's like basically don't ever talk to me about this don't ever bring this up again like she just she couldn't handle it and that was it that was the last time it was ever spoken of right and this person didn't didn't end up dealing with it for decades before they finally healed from it like many decades guys <laughs> so if there's no room in our brain for it we can't even do anything really helpful about it and that's kind of that's um sort of human nature, right? If that's where our focus is, there's no room to do anything about it. But if we make room for it in our minds that, you know what, maybe sexual abuse is a thing on this planet. Maybe some humans do this type of behavior and maybe it can happen in my own family, in our own family or in my friend's family or in, in our neighbor's family down the street, right? Maybe it can happen in this world, right? It's not pretty. We don't like it. We don't condone it. But maybe it's a thing, right? And then then we have all this power to do something about it, to influence, to impact, to address it, to help people who have been affected negatively, right? To help the people who are hurting the people and find them the help they can get if they want it, right? Um, but if the if we think that it shouldn't exist, then, you know, we wouldn't be able to do that. I have a friend who, he's doing some awesome work on awareness of sexual abuse. And um, and it's amazing. He's, he's uh, making it happen. He partnered up with Elizabeth Smart on some recent, recent event that they did. And so cool, so impactful. If he thought that sexual abuse shouldn't exist, he wouldn't be doing all of that. Right? And part of why he's doing it is because the more that 
we're aware and open to this being something that exists on this planet, the more we can react in a favorable way when those victims do approach us and need help, right? We can be one of the first responders to be like, you know what? Hey, I'm open to talking and figuring out something to address this, right? Okay, so how does this apply to changing your habits with porn, right? Um, I mean, let's just start with urges or cravings, right? That desire, that part of you that uh, longs for porn in that moment and you feel really unsatisfied um, and feel like the only way to address it is to urgently react to this desire and give your brain the thing it's craving, right? Um, So if we don't let it be okay to have an urge to have part of us wanting porn in that moment, then you won't be able to do much useful (laughs) or respond in a productive way with your urges, right? So, I mean, part of the process I take guys through is we actually learn to reduce their desire for porn so that you don't need that big willpower white knuckle battle, which doesn't work and makes quitting harder and worse anyway, right? So, If we want to learn to want porn less, the only way to let that process happen is if it's okay to have part of us that wants porn in the first place, right? But a lot of people's initial reactions, especially people raised in the church, when they have an urge, there's part of them that thinks it shouldn't even be there, that they shouldn't even want porn, that they are bad for wanting it, and this shouldn't even be a thing, and we got to get away from it or avoid it, distract from it, because it shouldn't even be there, right? It's basically impossible to do anything useful with an urge if there's no room for it to be allowed to exist, okay? And so um, another example is your past, right? Our choices in the past. Oh, it shouldn't have happened, Right? Whether it's something that happened to us that we just don't think should have happened. Right? With my experience with sexual abuse, this was a thing, a thing that hung me up for a bit. Was It just shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't be a thing in my past. <laughs> right? But I couldn't heal from it and move forward until I let it be okay. You know what? It happened. And it's okay that it happened. Like It's okay that it exists in my past. Doesn't mean I'm okay with and condone how it all went down, but it's okay that it exists, right? And then healing can happen, okay? Um, But if we, you know, whether it's our choices with porn or something that happened to us, like if we think it shouldn't, I never should have chosen to look at porn those times that I did, then that's a real uh, holder-upper, (laughs) hanger-upper, something that really stops you from... uh, learning to choose new things right now and in your future if we don't make room for our past to be what it is, okay? Um, Or another way that we do this is kind of like, you know, um, like it shouldn't be that hard. If I want to change my habits with porn, it shouldn't take so much effort or so much energy or I shouldn't need to get help from someone. I shouldn't need to spend all this time on something like this that seems easier for other people, right? But if we just let it be okay, oh, maybe it's okay, right? That it takes the time and energy. It takes a certain amount of time and energy and effort, right? For some people, 
getting help from someone is a useful and even important or required step for them in their process. And if it's okay that someone gets help with this, then great, then you can actually go get the help you need, <laughs> right? Um, or like the bike example, right? Like uh, falling on the way in my learning shouldn't be a part of it, right? But with porn, what if we let it be okay that falling might be a part of it? And if it is, let's let it exist. Let's permit it to be a thing. And then we can turn it into really useful learning opportunities instead of, you know, it's hard to learn from something that you don't think should even exist, right? And then you just end up repeating the same thing over and over. Okay, so the solution, right? It sounds so counterintuitive to a lot of you, to a lot of us. It still sounds counterintuitive to me when I uh, catch myself doing this, right? The solution is basically, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay, people. Um, it's okay that this urge is here. It's okay that part of me wants porn right now. That's okay. It doesn't mean I desire that I continue to want porn or to have the same urges forever. It doesn't mean I'm condoning it forever. But if I let it be okay that this urge is here, it's okay that part of me wants porn right now. This is so powerful when you have an urge and you want to learn to be present with it without reacting with the behavior, let it be okay in your mind that that urge is that it's okay. I can feel this urge and stay true to my values. I can be present with this and be totally okay, right? It's okay that it's here. Um, or it's okay that paying someone to help me with this problem is part of what helps me get where I want to be with it, right? Like, what if it's just okay? It's okay that for some people to learn to change a habit like pornography, paying someone to get help is super helpful. It is. It can be so powerful. And what if it's just okay? It doesn't mean anything bad about you or is wrong with you or anything. It just means, hey, there's a useful tool and a useful approach. And since it's okay and doesn't mean anything bad about me that I invest time and money in this, it's just me getting help that I want, right? So much more power comes from that. Um, or all those times, this is a tricky one for some people, all those times that I looked at porn in the past, it's okay. I know, guys, I know it sounds so counterintuitive. Like, no. Part of why I'm changing is because it's not okay, <laughs> right? But you can still want to change and let it be okay that this exists in your past. Let it be okay that part of you wants it. You actually gain more power to change by letting it be okay. I'm not joking. Like the intent behind saying it's not okay is to try to get ourselves to change and grow and progress, right? but it keeps you stuck longer. You actually gain more power to move forward, to progress, to make changes, to learn and grow by letting it be okay that you made those choices in the past. It is okay. For you religious folks, I think that's what grace is all about when we talk about Jesus and the atonement. Like, that's where the power comes in. Like, it's okay. It's been paid for. We, he has paid for 
us to take our piano lessons. And here we are. Just show up at the lessons. You're going to hit some wrong keys along the way. And that's part of it. Just keep showing up and learning the songs, right? If it's not okay to miss notes, then you're not going to learn any songs, right? Any new songs. There's some new songs I want to learn, guys. Here's another one. It's okay that you haven't figured this out yet. It's okay to be right where you are in your process. It's okay to be right where you are in your progress, right? Uh, another place where this comes up, you know, as as I work with guys and they learn about the self-coaching model and how our thoughts create our feelings, our feelings drive our actions, which create our results, right? The think-feel-act cycle and how it has zero to do with our circumstances and separating that out um, can be so powerful, right? It's these powerful tools and we practice with it a lot. Uh, such a powerful way to create change in your thought patterns in your brain. So, so we map it out with this self-coaching model and we see, oh, this is what's going on in my brain. This is the pattern. Okay. And a lot of times what people want to do is judge themselves for it. Ah, man, I really shouldn't be thinking that way. <laughs> or this sucks that this is a pattern, right? They, they don't want it to be a thing. But that actually, if you want to create a new pattern, then letting go of that judgment and accepting the current pattern as what is, is a necessary step, in my opinion, to creating sustainable change in the way you operate in your brain. And it all starts in your brain. So if you want to have sustainable change in your outward behavior toward porn or whatever it is you're changing, um, then letting it be okay that the current pattern, as you've identified it, exists is crucial it is crucial right so i've been doing this with my own in my own practice lately i identify that pattern in my brain and i let myself know it's okay that that is there right or i have a feeling that comes up and i've been practicing it's okay that i feel shame right now or that i feel angry right for some people they think if they feel angry while they're around their kids or a loved one that somehow something's gone terribly wrong and they're a terrible parent, right? But what if we let it be okay? Like, it's okay that I feel some anger. It's okay. Then you can actually interact with it and not feel threatened by it and and process it, metabolize it, work through it in a more helpful way, okay? That's um, the same thing that we talked about with urges, right? Um, and, you know, a lot of us, when it comes to habits with porn, what a lot of us are doing is we're escaping our feelings in order, you know, we're using porn as a way that we think we're escaping our feelings, right? But if it's okay that I feel terrible right now, <laughs> that I don't feel love and peace and joy and all that stuff, right? If it's okay that I feel some fear, <laughs> then maybe there's not as much of a drive to escape that feeling and maybe I can do something more useful with it and flow through it, process it, right? Um, and then, you know, the more we can do this with our feelings, the less we have that need, that quote-unquote need or desire to escape our feelings with something like porn or other ways that we buffer, right? So start with letting it be okay. That's the message of today. Just try it, right? Notice the times when you don't let it be okay that a certain pattern or feeling or urge coming up in you or as part of your past. Notice when you're not letting it be okay in your mind. And then 
practice letting it be okay. Just start with that. It's okay. Those two words. It's okay. Right? And then you get to start asking in a much more powerful way. What do I want to do about it right now and going forward? Right? You will access so much more power than you have been when you switch from it's not okay to it's okay. That's what I've got for you today, guys. Thanks for listening. If you're ready to get unstuck, move forward, or just feel better about your life and marriage, please reach out to us, whether it's for both of you or just yourself. You'd be surprised how much progress can be made in your marriage even if one of you works on the relationship. Don't wait for someone else to make things better for you. For more information or to find out what it would be like to have a coach, visit our websites, lindsaypullman.com and dannypullman.com. Make sure you spell Pullman, P-O-E-L-M-A-N. For freebies or other guides mentioned, check out the show notes. And to our current clients, we love you and thank you for letting us be a part of your hero's journey.